Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sunday School. This is the uh, 16th chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith on Good Works. We're going through it. We've looked at the first part of section or chapter 16, sections 1 through 3. We're going to get into 4, 5, 6, and 7 today on the outline. If you do not have the outline, they're right here. And it's the same one from last week. If you're missing it, you can grab it. We'll pass them around again once more. But we're going to look at uh, the fourth uh, ch- uh, section. And before we do so, if I could have, how about uh, Mateus? Would you read for me Ephesians 2, verse 10? Let's start with actually verse 8 and then hit verse 10. 2. 8 through 10. Welcome, Cody. We're right on time today. I love it. Okay. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Thank you very much. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we ask today that you would uh, equip us, enable us and prepare, to do the works you prepared for us. Uh, one of that, uh, those works is uh, giving ear to your word and seeking to hear it and do it. So we ask that you would help us to hear your word today, uh, rightly understand it, Give us your spirit to teach us. And we ask today that you would help us to do it. Help us to be doers of your word. Uh, Doing good works for your glory, for your honor, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. As we consider this, I want to direct you to the fourth section. And remember what Matthias just read for us was that it is by grace that we are saved. And the ultimate result of this gracious work of God is that we're going to do the good work that God God prepared for us in advance. He is going to save us by His grace through faith that we might become His workmanship. We're going to do the good works that He has created and prepared for us. He desires good works. And we talked a little bit about what good works are last week and what they're not. Uh, we talked about things that we feel uh, might be a good work that's really not a good work and things that, that uh, you know, aren't, you know, we don't actually feel are good. Uh, are actually good. Uh, for one one instance, you might you might consider is church discipline, right? Church discipline. So this is where the church uh, admonishes you for sin, uh, and then or might uh, bring down a, a charge against you, some sort of discipline action, uh, down to excommunication, which would be the most serious one. And you might think, well, that doesn't sound very good, but that's actually good. That's a good thing. You know, those are things that don't feel good, but are good. Discipline is good. Uh, good works, though, are are those things that God desires for us to do and the things that we do out of faith uh, to follow him according to his will according to his plan and desire he set forward for us so okay. let's look yeah I go ahead that's good but i think there has to be restoration for it to be truly good. Yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah the, the intent is to is to recall the brother back to uh, to christ uh, not and to hand him over to satan for a time 
that is, this flesh might be destroyed, as 1 Corinthians 5 says. Yes, very good clarification there. It's not just good to go around willy-nilly and doing church discipline, right? Uh, so you want to have the right intention for that because you can do church discipline badly. <laughs> so it's got to be according to God's uh, revealed will and for the right intention, right? Uh, you could have a really evil uh, church discipline situation. For instance, the one that Martin Luther encountered, right? <laughs> he was excommunicated for the wrong reasons. Uh, namely that he was threatening the power of those who were in charge. So, yes, uh, they could be externally good works uh, according to uh, all the right boxes being checked, but uh, for the wrong reason, you could actually be doing a bad work. So, uh, fans, it's a fantastic point there. Uh, Now, let's look at uh, this uh, fourth point. Now, this is a, uh, you might not understand this word super arrogate. We'll look at it, but it says, they who in their obedience attain the greatest height which is possible in this life are so far from being able to supererogate, super, uh, super uh, however you say that, and to do more than God requires, as that they fall short of much which is in duty they are bound to do. And, and you see the first scripture proof there under the fourth section is the Luke 17:10 passage, which says, uh, at the end of the day, if I've done if I've done all that you know, the master's required, I'm just a, I'm no more than an unprofitable servant. I've just done what's my duty, right? I'm, I'm, if I'm doing the right thing, I'm just doing my duty. Uh, you think about that. Uh, this is this is exactly why we can't uh, you know, earn enough favor with God to be able to spill over and bless other people. The the Roman Catholic Church is teaching that you could super the saints uh, merits. Could be super irrigated. There'd be a treasure of merit, which would be those exceptional Christians who are refraining from things which God has called good, probably, and doing a bunch of good works. Those works could be transferred to you uh, by the church. The church could take those uh, good works done by others and translate translate them to you, so that you could be, uh, you know, righteous. And that's the idea. But the thing is, is that uh, what the Bible actually teaches is that's impossible. Uh, it's impossible for any of us to do enough good works to be more than just an unprofitable servant. I mean, if we could keep it perfectly, uh, we would be doing no more than what's required of us. So we, we couldn't give away any of our good works. So that's just a, a really uh, contemporary issue they were dealing with there in the uh, 17th century. Any questions? Not a, not a real exciting way to start off the, the morning, but uh, that's, uh, that's what it was. Uh, we, we tend to have a, a as, as uh, sinners who are a little bit blinded and, and maybe misled, we might believe that we're better than, than you know, when God's impressed with us and we might be able to, to be better than we think, but that's what they thought. We, we have a modern effect of that. Mm-hmm. People love to say on social media, that's the least a good human being can do. <laughs> huh. Or thinking that I'm the right side of history. The right side of history, yes. You hear well, that a lot. Whenever, whenever you think you're the good guy in all mm-hmm. this, yeah. Turns out you're the monster. Yeah, you're the monster of your own story, and Jesus is the savior of it. Yeah, the good guys are kind of denying there's even a, a story to be had, right? Yeah, there's this. It's usually this mindless, uh, purposeless history, right? Good, good history, right? As if God's not even providentially uh, governing it, right? So, this is a, yeah, very, very interesting how the, the the least a good person could do. Where do they find their, their definition of good? Where do they find the least? Or, or where, 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 they, where do they achieve these understandings? And it's a circular uh, internal justification. So we, we have an external justification for what we believe is good, and we can really bank on it and say this is good 
because God says it's good. Even when I don't understand it fully, it is still good. Yes. Uh, okay, let's get to it. Uh, set, fifth point here. It says, now this is great. We cannot, by our best works, merit pardon of sin or eternal life at the hand of God by reason of the great disproportion that is between them and the glory to come. So you see our, our good works, our best works, there's a disproportionateness about them and the glory to come. It says there's an infinite distance that is between us and God, whom by them we can neither profit nor satisfy for the depth of our former sins. Does God need your good works? No, he does not need your good works. He does not need them. He lacks nothing. Now, that's one angle there. It says we cannot uh, you know, uh, you know, bridge this gap between us and them. We can't profit him. And it says we cannot satisfy the debt uh, that our former sins have caused. Now, it says, but when we've done all we can do, uh, we have done our duty and are unprofitable servants. Because as they are good, they proceed from the Spirit. Okay, now this is the next point here. Is that okay? So we're just doing our duty. And then when we are able to do our duty, what's it say there? All of that came from, not, not with internal to us, but it came from the work of, the, of God, the Spirit. The Spirit created this good in us. It proceeded from Him, His work. And it says, and as they are wrought by us, they are, and so, so by our hands we're doing them, right? But it says, they are defiled, and mixed with so much weakness and imperfection that they cannot endure the severity of God's judgment. Let's go to uh, Romans uh, 3.20 real fast. And then we'll pick up a few verses in Romans. But 3.20, what's that say? Sandy, do you have it? Mm-hmm. Would you read it for me, please? For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the law comes knowledge of sin. Yeah. yeah I, I think the, the verse before that says that our mouths will be stopped, right? So the knowledge of sin comes through the law. So, so by the law keeping, that's just our duty. It's not going to bring us uh, righteousness. Let's look at uh, 4.2, if you will. Could you read that one for me also? I'm sorry to bother you there. That's okay. Yeah. Um, it says, No distrust made him waver concerning the purpose of God. Am I on the right one? I think 4 2. Oh, Romans 4 2. Uh, Romans 4 2. Oh, I thought you said 20. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Um, it says, For if Abraham was justified by words, he has something to boast about, but not before God. Yeah, this is the classic. He, it precedes the. You know, but, he, but he believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. So this is going to be. The, uh, the, the defeater for any, uh, any kind of imagination that we could be justified by works. Uh, we read Ephesians 2, 8, 9 already. Uh, let's go down to um, Romans 7, 15, and 18 real fast. 7, uh, 7, 15, and 18. Can someone get that for me? For I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. 15. Yep. And then 18, for I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Yeah. So, so from a fleshly, uh, internal condition, 
that's going to taint my good works, destroy my ability to do good works, because they're mixed with imperfection and weakness, and they cannot endure, it says, the severity of God's judgment. All right. Uh, can someone get Galatians 5.17 just to belabor the point a little bit more? Galatians 5.17. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those, uh, for these are opposed of each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Ah, uh, yes, thank you. Do, do you? Do, okay, so what? What Lance and Cody have just read do speak to the fact that we are uh, we we should feel a little bit of tension in our lives if we examine our lives because we feel a uh, mixed bag with the spirit at work in us, and we also have this abiding flesh within us, and, and so. We, uh, we feel attention on not being able to do what we want to do sometimes, and that is the, uh, that's, the, that's the sad uh, reality of the life lived through faith in Christ. Is what we, we are not there yet. We're not glorified yet. We aren't, we're not fully done with our battle with sin. Uh, though uh, the penalty has been paid, uh, the power is uh, you know, eradicated. Essentially, we can... Uh, follow Christ and say no to sin, but, but the presence is still there. The presence is still there. And that's what it says, as, as Paul says in both Romans and Galatians, that we battle against the sin. We, we battle it. And so that's one way we, we can be encouraged, is that we're, we are feeling that contradiction and that battle within us uh, when, we put, when we start to put sin to death and want to live to righteousness. So, uh, anyone, can anyone, like, give me an amen on that one? Or am I just the only one here? I mean, like, like is, that, is, that, is, that, is that right? I mean, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not crazy. I mean, like, everyone else feels that tension as well. I mean, like, we, we want to do things that glorify Jesus, uh, but do not always find ourselves accomplishing the desire. Good works. They're elusive. All right, so good works are elusive. Uh, okay, let's look, look, look at the sixth point. Let's go over to the next page. Yet, yet, notwithstanding the persons of believers being accepted through Christ, their good works are also accepted in Him, not as though they were in this life wholly unblameable and unreprovable in God's sight, of course not, but that He, looking upon them in Christ His Son, is pleased to accept and reward that which is sincere, although accompanied with many weaknesses and imperfections. Now, there's a, a, a section in uh, John 15 which says, If we abide in him, the vine, we the branches bear fruit, right? Now, is that fruit going to be, you know, like the best fruit in the whole world? Uh, no, it will be, uh, you know, it's going to have its imperfections, as we mentioned. However, it is really fruit. Uh, it is fruit, and it is to God's glory because it's coming from Christ and the Spirit's work, and, and, and it's, it's you know, being grown on, our, on these branches here, on this church, because we're connected to Christ. So Christ is going to fulfill that eternal purpose that we are God's workmanship, created him to do, creating Him to do good works, as Deus read earlier in, in Ephesians 2.10. So we're going to Whereas a tree, we're going to, a corporate tree, we're going to be producing fruit together as we work uh, uh, for the glory of Christ. So I, I know it's always a tendency to, put, to individualize that verse and say, I'm the, I'm the branch connected to Jesus, but, but we're, a, we, we're a tree. I mean, we are connected. So we corporately are doing good works. I think it's a hugely encouraging thing 
because you can be really discouraged looking at yourself and thinking, man, all this is on my shoulders and I fail so much. And can I, am I even a Christian? You know, these are things that I, you might worry about. But, but you think, well, we are a corporate body. We're connected to Christ and we as a church are doing good work. It's not to alleviate individual personal responsibility, perpetual personal obedience to, to the perfect will of God. But, but, you know, we are connected to Christ. Uh, we and it's not that he, it's not that the right way to look at it would be that he fills in the gap for mm-hmm. our lack, but he makes no. it, he makes it complete. He sees it in him, right? It's accepted in him, right? So there's no way they could even be rejected, right? Because they're in him, because we're in him, right? Now, uh, uh, there's a guy named Guy Waters who's a teacher at RTS, and he, or former theological seminary, and he, he wants, because there's so many, like, verses about, well, God's going to judge us according to our fruit, right? This is, this is a major theme throughout the Bible. He will look at all people and will will be judged. Now, his words were very important to me in understanding this concept because he says, we will never be as Christians judged on account of our works. Like, let's weigh them out against uh, the standard and say, hey, are you, uh, are you, do you meet the standard or not? Because how are we judged? We're judged on account of Christ. Okay. On account, uh, through faith in him, uh, all of our sins are pardoned, and we have been declared righteous in Christ. So we're judged on account of Christ's active and passive obedience. This is our verdict. But it is also true that we can be judged according to our works, right? So because you're in Christ, you will be bearing these fruits. So you see that the parable where Jesus goes and picks fruit. Uh, oh, wait, whoa, there's no fruit on that tree. Oh, well, let's cut it down. It's no good. It doesn't bear any fruit. He's making the, the great point that if you're in him, you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit. You will bear good works that he could look at and say, yeah, it says, well, look here. It says, like, these are accepted in him. They're not wholly unblameable, unapprovable in his sight. But looking upon them in his son, God's pleased to accept and reward that which is sincere though accompanied with many weaknesses and imperfections. Man, it'd be so much, if God wanted pure fruit, he would just let Jesus do it. You know, like let Jesus, he'd do a much better job than I would. But, but there's, a, there's a way he gets glory in the weak things like us producing fruit, though imperfect and weak. Yeah, okay. Questions on that? Hard concept? Tough concept? Uh, but, uh, but both are true. We are accepted on account of Christ's righteousness, active and passive obedience. This is the standard that we meet, not in us, but in him. And then God could look at those who are connected to Him, to Christ and pick the fruits and say, this is mine. Versus, there's no fruit on that. Cut it down. Throw it in the fire. Yeah. Good stuff. And that's an, that's an unbeliever. Yeah, the guy that would have no fruit, cut him down. That's that's a terrible thing. Yeah, you have to have fruit if you're in Christ. You're going to bear fruit. Well, and because of because of that, God is infallible, mm-hmm. right? If he if He gives us faith, yeah, and the Spirit is the source of our good works, yeah, then He would be wrong, or essentially would not remember wrong. What's the point? Right. Yeah, <clears throat> but if it would go against His character yeah. for him not to make sure that the fruits are produced in us he's the he's the he's the author of life you know like he, he's going to produce uh, he's the he's the founder and perfecter 
of our salvation. What He doesn't just stop at justification. Mm-hmm. He continues driving forward His purposes all the way to the end. And there's yeah. there's differences in beliefs in this. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of fallible yeah. uh, teacher, you know, incorrect teaching that. Oh yes. You are, you're justified, and you declare, you know, you're justified. But then post that, you know, post having faith, mm-hmm. then your your works must match up to your justification, mm-hmm. and therefore it kind of leaves this. You can you can lose it to inherit eternal life. Like you're yeah. justified here. But in order to kind of make that Mm -hmm. correct or whatever, I'm not. I've lost the word. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, or to make it. You got to still earn your way. Yeah. To make it valuable. Yeah. Like it's 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 valuable. Then you you have to. There has to be this thing that happens, and it leads for this up for question or this lack of assurance. Yeah. Whether I'm am I producing enough, or will I produce enough, or you know, how, how am I going to stand at the end? Yeah, I mean, I've, do I have enough fruit that I've made? Now, here's the thing about this John 15 uh, analogy that you, Jesus uses. Who's the vine dresser? Who's the one, like, pruning it and making it work? The, the, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I mean, the, the Trinity. You know, I mean, like, I, 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 you could argue the Father. It says the Father there, but it's like what one does, all the three do. And so it's like, so So I, I would say you take think about the Spirit bringing uh, so, you know our, our work here. So re- re- working the good works as the confession calls it. So yes, Al, uh, Joel, and then Alex. We'll go Joel first. Uh, um, we got questions. I like it. Our thoughts. Well, if you look at um, a modern day religion, yeah, of um, of the social justice warriors, uh huh, it's it is all about works. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no grace in it because once you make a mistake, you're Talk. done. You're dead. Yeah, there's no forgiveness. So it's basically a religion without Christ. That's what you get when there's no Christ. Yeah. And cer- but, certain works are more popular than others, though. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> privileged. Yeah. yeah, but but even if you look at like Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. they have to do certain things in order to be declared holy. Yes. And what God is telling us is like, no, you can't do enough. Yeah. To be holy, you're only holy through. That's a huge Jesus point. Christ. Huge yeah. point, right? It's not. It's like we if we've lose if we lose the infinite distance between our righteousness. And what God requires, we've lost everything. We 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 misunderstood who we are, who God is, and who the what the world is. Like we have no bearing in reality. You know, we have to understand. Like, but that's the that's the that's the blindness. You know, like they can't you can't see Christ. You can't see him because you're blinded, and so you're going to make it work. Uh, you know, ideally, everyone rigs the game to make themselves win. You know, and so like what you like to do is going to be what's privileged, and what you don't like to do is not going to be as emphasized. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's but that's the way I do it. You know, that's the way when, I, when I'm at my worst, I'm gonna privilege what I like and what and or my preferences, and I'm gonna judge other people who don't prefer the same things. You know, I, I gotta I gotta balance myself out there and, under, and understand like, yeah, some things are not clearly outlined in Scripture, right? And so I can't treat them as a as a requirement on someone to, to as a test of their goodness or righteousness. Only what's clearly revealed should I be looking at is that's a good one and that's uh, and the, I've got to hold someone to that you know but a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ so yeah it's a, a bit, so so I'm mixing the I'm mixing it up a little bit thinking about the world outside which would have which do some good things actually that are you know called actually you know hey I mean say for one uh, maybe you know we should uh, you know care for the environment okay like caring for the environment caring for creation good thing 
You know, like absolutely a good thing. We should because it's God's world. It's, he calls it good in Genesis. So we should uh, actually care about that. So when a non-believer from a wrong motive uh, does good work on caring for his or her environment, uh, that is good, though not fully good because not done for the right reason. You know, and not, you know, not, it's not a faith. Yeah, it's not a faith. Exactly. As it says, it's not a faith. So it's not actually a good work, though it says that these things, uh, God likes them. <laughs> because, uh, they're, uh, you know, it's common grace that someone is uh, doing a good work even from the wrong motives. And so Paul would even say, hey, I'm glad these guys in Philippians. Paul, Paul says, I'm glad in Philippians 1 that these people are preaching Christ even though they're doing it for the wrong motives because someone's getting to hear about Jesus, which is excellent. Okay, yeah, Alex. Um, so how do we interpret that? No, not uh, the answer to Joel's question, but yeah. what we were talking about previously in with James 2, yes. which is... Um, verse, Show me your... Yeah. Uh, uh, verse 24, you see a person is considered righteous by what they do, but not by faith alone. Mm-hmm. And then later, as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. Excellent, yes. No, that's actually, I feel like that was actually making my point because, uh, you know, like Jesus would look on the tree and say, hey, there's no, there's no uh, works here. Like, what's up with that? Uh, this tree is dead. Cast it in the fire. Anyone who truly has faith in God is going to be bearing fruit, and I would say works. So you can, so, so, so for here's the deal. James is not saying you are justified on account of your works. He's saying, in our eyes, this looks like a believer because uh, they have you know, faith, or because I can see it, I can identify it. But God doesn't even need that. Uh, he doesn't need that because he looks on us in Christ. You see what I'm saying? There's a difference in the categories of justification, the legal declaration that we're righteous and forgiven, and how we look at other people and say, well, this guy's justified. You, I think, so so what's, what's going on here is that in uh, Romans 3 and 4, which you read earlier here, uh, is that John is, I mean, uh, Paul is saying, this is how someone's justified. He's answering that question very specifically. But James is answering a different question. He's got the local uh, situation here. You've got people who say they're believers but they do not follow Christ. And so he's saying, uh, or they might be saying, works are not necessary, you know, because I made a decision. Oh, I'm in, I'm in heaven now. Uh, I don't need to do any good works at all. Uh, and it doesn't matter what I do. Uh, and I think that would be, uh, you know, you can have to question someone who, who's going around proclaiming that uh, God doesn't care what I do now because I can, I can do anything I want to do and get out of jail free because I made a decision or I accepted an altar call invite or something of that nature. Yeah. I think we're, we struggle, like as believers, like our whole life, we struggle with still wanting to bounce back to a uh, blessings or in God's good graces mm-hmm. based on the good works. Like we, that is, in everything else in our life, that's how it works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, you work hard, you get reward. Yeah, everything else we do, mm-hmm. that's the basis. And so our flesh wants to try to earn those favors, blessings, uh, um, s- stay away from, you know, whatever, curse, not the curses, but just stay away from. And so we, we are torn. We, we're constantly having to be reminded, to remind ourselves um, that, you sent that text earlier this week mm-hmm. that Which one? the main thing about well oh yeah, yeah. 
the main goal of the church That's is right. to preach the gospel to the lost and to the found. Yes. Like we have to be reminded yeah. week after week after week because we're going to run back to yeah. a works base. We're going to be tended to run back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have to be reminded because it is it is it goes against everything yeah. that we want. And and we like, want to get credit. I, why is I'd like good. to follow why up that? with that. Oh wait, hold on. Let's, okay, all right, Nan, you're next. Follow up on that because the conundrum is, mm-hmm. we read in Scripture, Second Corinthians, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due for him, the things done well in the body, whether good or bad. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we are constantly. I mean, in my mind, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. As a believer, I know I'm forgiven, right? I'm forgiven for all of those bad things I did. Yeah, in Christ. In, in Christ. So, and a non-believer, yeah, he's out of luck. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, right? we, we got to keep that distinction. Yes, but yeah. we still. Yeah. Scripture still tells tells us we're going to be. You know, Christ is going to right. judge us. Yeah. By what we did, good and bad. So you, it follows suit, right? That well, is that works or is that what is that? Yeah. That's where the conundrum is. That's why I got into the on account of and according to distinction. Yeah. You know, like and then there's a huge, huge problem that we want to. You mentioned this. Why is this? Why do we want to continue to, to be judged according to our works? Well, it's what we're used to. Uh, you know, if we don't do a good job, we get fired. If we do a good job, we get a promotion. Uh, we get the, the cookie. We get the gold star. We get the, the win. You know, if we do well, and that's typically the way things work. Uh, so, is the, if, yeah. Is if, the anchor point the spirit? Because, um, mm-hmm. and this, I yeah. feel like the spirit came up a lot in our Bible study talking about works and justification. And mm-hmm. you aren't, uh, so we are justified by Christ, and because we are justified, then we have the spirit, and then the spirit fits us for work. We are created yeah. for work. But yeah. it's, uh, uh, you know, we don't get the spirit without. Yeah. The, um, I think you got you got preachers who don't believe in the spirit, which is so. So preachers are telling you, here's what you need to do in order to get better and to please God, and not leaving it to the spirit to do the work. They want to. They feel like they need to do the work, and you need to do the work, and, and you're alone in it. So that essentially, our, our judgment, <laughs> yeah. judgment based on our our works mm-hmm. is a judgment of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It, it's not because the spirit is what enables us to work. Yeah, yeah, right. So, um, we're say we're the judge by our, our works, but if we're judged by our works, like Mateus, Social Security Mateus, I'm condemned. However, if Christ lives in me, I'm saved by the works of Christ because not my works are reflected in myself, but the works, the perfect work of Christ. Uh, psalm 51 is the like the most imprecatory psalm that we can ever have. It says. I was, you know, brought up in iniquity from my mom, my mother's womb. Yes. And yet, it says, well, it says here, um, for you will not delight in sacrifice. I would give it, or I would start my own NGO, or I would start feeding the poor, or I would start doing all of that. You will, uh, you will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart for God. You would not despise. So if my spirit is so broken that Christ is the one that rebuilds it, his works will reflect in mine. Mm-hmm. And good works, they are not things that I do. They are mostly obedience. 
Um, or else we will fall, fall into the category of people who are trying to do things. See, the good things I'm doing, I'm doing through the church. I'm reaching other countries, I'm reaching mm -hmm. all that. And we will try to reconcile what Christ already reconciled in Colossians. Yeah. So we rebuild what Jesus already did. Yeah, it that's has, not the case. It has the appearance of wisdom, but no, no help in yes. stopping the indulgence yes. of the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we reconcile what, yeah. what man is Yeah. I mean, asking. I, I mean you, you've got you've to hold this together. It says uh, in, in 6, look at the top of your page. Notwithstanding the persons of believers being accepted through Christ, their good works also are accepted in him. So he, at the end of the day, you're going to stand before him and get in Christ, well done, good and faithful servant. And, you're, and they're like, the weight's off your shoulders. You know, so, like, I don't have to... I don't, That's like, the only thing we yeah, can like, get. Like, yeah. All believers will yeah. have the same declaration. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, the opposite thing he says is, depart from me, I never knew you. Yeah. There's oh. no, like, we're handing, we're not handing out papers here. You know, like, we're like uh, you got a 95 and you got an 87. Or, like, or a 71, you just barely skirted by. It's goats and sheep. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's so, and that, okay, so let's stop there, actually, because uh, that's a great sobering ending point because this helps us to pray for everyone we know who is not in Christ. Uh, because we have the assurance that we have a well-done, good, and faithful servant waiting for you in Christ. But no one else who's outside of Christ has that. And we need to very uh, soberly look at that and thank the Lord that we've received it and let it drive our, uh, our devotion to Him and our care for the neighbors out there who just don't know Christ. And, and the, one of the ways that they're going to hear Christ is they're going to hear it through the church uh, doing its its work uh, of proclamation and good works of mercy and 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 things of that nature so let's uh let's pray and then we'll we'll move on to worship let's pray heavenly father this is a a great and wonderful nuanced confession of what your word teaches that you're you, you delight in our works you delight in the good you delight even in the um, the things that are uh, tainted and, and uh, damaged, uh, that even our righteous deeds are like filthy rags, as Isaiah says, uh, we are unable to merit any kind of super irrigation of our works or even the basic requirements that, that are demanded of us. And so we fall upon uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We look to the cross and we look to the resurrection as our only hope that will be found in Him uh, righteous through his active and passive obedience for our sake. So we thank you for the ransom that was paid. We thank you for the sacrifice that was made. We thank you for the atonement of the propitiation, expiation, and all the Passover that you have done for us in Christ. We ask that you would help us to live in accordance with your purposes for us, to repent of our sins and to live unto new obedience. We ask today that you'd help us to live by faith and that our works would come through faith uh, and, and seeking to trust you and, and rest upon you. And we ask today that you would call uh, non-believers uh, that we'd love and know to faith in Christ. Uh, that they would hear the gospel and the light would come on, that they would rise from the grave and, and become uh, alive in Christ uh, through the work of your spirit, that your spirit would do the work that is impossible for us to accomplish, but is possible in all things for you. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. We'll do better next week as we go to the next chapter, which is of the perseverance of the saints.